Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Thanksgiving week, November 21st. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. So like I said, it is Thanksgiving week, so some sports will be taking a break this week while others take a front seat. But we're going to start with baseball, and I think you can hear the glass ceiling shattering because the first female athlete has been named to a D1 baseball roster. Olivia Picardo is currently a freshman on the Brown baseball team. According to Baseball for All, 20 women have played collegiate baseball, but none at the D1 level until now. She will be a fill-in for infield and outfield. She has played on USA Baseball's women's national team as a right-handed pitcher, as well as an outfielder. She also spent some time with the Mets in their amateur scouting department. So congratulations, Picardo, and hope you do well and make those women look good on that baseball diamond. Moving on to NBA basketball, the Nets guard Kyrie Irving returned to the court on Sunday night after serving an eight-game suspension. He only played 26 minutes of the game against the Grizzlies, though. It didn't matter. This was only the seventh time that KD, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons have all been able to play together, and it showed. The Nets won 127 to 115. On the NCAA side, in their first game back after the tragic shooting of three football players, number 16 UVA upset number five Baylor and then went on to beat another ranked team in the same week, number 19 Illinois. They beat them on Sunday. The Cavaliers are currently undefeated and in the top five. Moving along to college football for week 12 results, number three, Michigan and number four, TCU both had scares and they escaped with game winning field goals. The Horned Frogs literally had to run onto the field to kick theirs. There is a link on the blog to that video. It is absolutely insane. And they did all of that to win by one over their hated rival Baylor and still remain undefeated, and their playoff hopes live on. Number five, Tennessee, though, did not luck out. They got the pants beat off of them by South Carolina, who scored six touchdowns through the air by quarterback Spencer Rattler. He only had eight passing touchdowns coming into the game, and there's tons of those statistics out there about this game. There was one that said the... Gamecocks came into the game with 18 touchdowns total on the season, and they had nine in this game. Like those kind of stats, it was just crazy because that is how bonkers this win and upset is. So the South Carolina Gamecocks win 63-38. to Number six, USC got four turnovers and still barely beat number 16, UCLA. They won by a field goal, but they did win, and the Trojan playoff hopes are still alive. Number nine, Clemson had six turnovers against them. So they gave up the ball six times and they still won by 30 over a very defeated Miami team. After losing last week, number 12, Oregon had a nice bounce back win against number 10, Utah, which is an impressive football team. The Ducks did get the final word, scoring a field goal to win. And man, was I wrong about this next game. Number 14, Ole Miss went to Fayetteville and lost 
badly to unranked Arkansas. It was 42 to six before garbage time. Garbage time, also for a hashtag girlfriend hint, garbage time is basically when the other team has stopped trying because they physically cannot lose the football game. That is considered garbage time. So the final score made it look so much better than it was. The final score was 42 to 27, but Ole Miss scored 21 points in the fourth quarter after Arkansas stopped trying. So again, in garbage time. Number 17, UNC looked to continue their Heisman bid and potentially be in the college football playoff conversation, putting up 17 points by the half against Georgia Tech. All looked normal until the Yellow Jackets came back to win, scoring 21 unanswered points. Their quarterback has looked so good this year. He is considered a Heisman candidate. However, the wide receiver, Josh Downs, dropped the ball in the end zone pretty much to win. Number 18, Notre Dame was 40 and 7 against ACC opponents, including this week with a 44 to 0 win against Boston College. So maybe the ACC doesn't want to contract Notre Dame to play any more games against them. Number 20, UCF lost by a field goal to Navy. Navy was 3-7 and seven coming into this game. So this is considered a horrible, horrible loss. It was Bedlam this weekend, which is Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State, and the unranked Sooners started off hot with 28 points in the first quarter, and then they didn't score again, so it was kind of quick and done. Luckily for the Sooners, it was enough to beat number 22 Oklahoma State, 28-13, to 13, and that makes that rivalry even more lopsided than it already was. Number 24, NC State, I said it all week. They should not have been ranked, and they showed us why. Again, this week they lost to Louisville 25-10. to They will not be ranked this week. And finally, no ranked teams in either of these games, but they were incredible headlines, and they need to know them. Vanderbilt gets another SEC win this weekend by beating Florida. They have not beaten back-to-back SEC teams since before 2018. Purdue also had a touchdown called back during a pick six for early celebration. So imagine getting an interception, running into the end zone, and you get it called back for celebrating. And it was just a high step. It was shameful on those Big Ten referees. So we are headed into the last normal week of college football, and it is most of the time considered rivalry week. So I'm going to go ahead and go over the top 10 for the AP poll. The college football playoff poll does not come out until Tuesday night, but the AP poll has the top 10, number one, Georgia, number two, Ohio State, number three, Michigan, and number four, TCU. So if everything ended right now, those four would be playing in the college football playoff. That being said, Ohio State and Michigan play each other this weekend. So the first team out right now looking in is USC. So they're sitting in great position to get into that college football playoff. Number six is LSU. Number seven is Clemson, who's pretty much everything went as well as it could have done this past weekend to make a argument for them to make their college football playoff. Alabama's at eight. Tennessee fell to nine after their terrible loss. And Oregon sits atop the Pac-12 at number 10. Another little bit of news in their terrible loss to South Carolina, Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker, who was responsible for so many amazing plays this season, is done for the season with a torn ACL. 
For those of you wondering, it would not probably have mattered in the score of the game as it was later in the game. But this is just heartbreaking to see as he is going pro at the end of this year. And this will undoubtedly hurt his draft stock. Moving along to the NFL, which will be in full swing for Thanksgiving. Week 11 results, though, there were seven wins by a touchdown or less. The Commanders had an easy win after their Eagles win last week, facing the Texans this week. So literally could not be two more polarizing different games for the Commanders. You had the Eagles who were undefeated. They beat them. And then you had the Texans who only come in with one win. And they also beat them. The Bears were trying to launch a comeback with the last minute in the game. They were down a field goal to the Falcons, but then they threw an interception to seal their fate. The Eagles almost lost back-to-back weeks, but they scored the go-ahead touchdown with a minute left in the game to win by one over the Colts. The Patriots ran back a punt to win in a very low-scoring game against the Jets. They win 10-3. The Rams continue to struggle, losing to the Saints by a touchdown, and they are now 3-7, and seven. so oh how the mighty have fallen. The Ravens scored 10 points in the fourth quarter to barely beat the Panthers 13-3. The Raiders got their first away game win, beating the Broncos in overtime. The Cowboys destroyed the Vikings in the battle of the top of the divisions. The Dallas team put up 40 points on the Vikings, who only scored three points in the first quarter, and that was it for the game. The Vikings came into this game with eight wins, and the Cowboys have seven, so they are clearly atop the race to talk about the Super Bowl. Finally, tight end Travis Kelsey went off in the Chiefs game against the Chargers, scoring three touchdowns. His third touchdown led to the Kansas City win in the final 31 seconds of the game. And personally, thank you to Travis Kelsey as he is my tight end on my fantasy team. He got me over 20 points, which is absolutely unheard of for a tight end. So thank you. In the golf world, which does take a break this weekend, the RSM Classic saw a new winner on the PGA Tour, Adam Svensson. Svensson has only won on the Corn Ferry Tour, which is the minor leagues, prior to Sunday. The Canadian turned pro in 2015, but has been on and off again on the PGA Tour. He does have a total of 70 starts, though, on the top tour to finally get that win. He also won this weekend by two and brought home winnings of $1.5 million. So congratulations to Adam. In the Olympic sports side, I'm just going to do one really quick. World Cup skiing is back, and Michaela Schifrin did not take long to assert her dominance. She actually swept both slalom races that were competed this weekend. That made her the first skier to win the most titles in a single event. This was also Schifrin's 68th podium in a slalom discipline, which is the most ever by a woman. She surpassed fellow American Lindsey Vaughn with her downhill titles. Oh, and one other quick piece of news. Reigning all-around gold medalist Suni Lee will not be returning for another season for Auburn Gymnastics. She is opting out to focus on Olympic gymnastics instead. And then I don't usually do this, but because the World Cup has started, I am going to go over some soccer. So Team USA played their first game in a World Cup since 2014 today. They team tied Wales one to one. Team USA scored first in the 36th minute and dominated the first half. 
but Wales came back to even the score with a nicely placed penalty kick that went straight into the goal. It actually did hit our goalie's hands, but it was so powerful. It actually knocked it back and still went in. And the UK team dominated the second half anyway, so it did kind of feel like a terrible result today. American fans may have hated the result, seeing as we hate things to end in a tie, but it is not as bad as you may think. Every time the United States has avoided defeat, so either a win or a tie, we have moved out of the group stage and on to the tournament. So not all is lost. Also, the first game of the entire World Cup was Qatar versus Ecuador, where the host lost 0-2. to This is the first host to lose in their debut ever. The other game played in Group B, which is our group, was England versus Iran. No surprise there, but England put the beat down on Iran, winning 6-2. to That's what happened over the last week in the world of sports, so you're all cut up. Let's talk about what to watch this upcoming week, and it is a weird one because it is a holiday week. So starting with the NBA, we have on Tuesday the Nets at the 76ers at 6.30 on TNT, followed by the Lakers at the Suns. And then on Wednesday, the Mavericks at the Celtics at 6.30 on ESPN, followed by the Clippers at the Warriors at 9.00. Those are the only games on mainstream television all week, and we move on to the NCAA. Now, I only have two ranked versus ranked matchups to tell you about because there are a bunch of tournaments going on. This is Thanksgiving week, so there's a bunch of tournaments that they actually bring in teams for these invitationals, like the Maui Invitational, which is in Hawaii, the Phil Knight Invitational, which is in Oregon, the Sunshine Slam Tournament in Florida, Baja Mar Hoops, which is in the Bahamas, and etc. So those have brackets, so a lot of those games are simply TBD versus TBD, and I have not included those because we don't know what teams are playing. Don't even know if any team in that matchup is going to be ranked. So that's why there's a bunch of holes missing as far as what you'll see on ESPN. But as far as ranked versus ranked matchups go, starting today, number 21, Texas Tech at number 10, Creighton. That will be at 1.30 p.m. on ESPN2, and that is part of the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. Then the only other ranked first ranked matchup that we know of right now is on Thursday, number 18, Alabama at number 12, Michigan State. That will be at 9.30 p.m. on ESPN. In college football, we have quite a number of games being played on Friday as well as Saturday, but the top games of the week are number 19, Tulane at number 25, Cincinnati. They play Friday at 11 a.m. on ABC. Also, NC State plays at number 18 UNC on Friday as well. That will be at 2.30 also on ABC. Then on Saturday, we start the day with the game of the week. It is also game day. Number three, Michigan at number two, Ohio State. This obviously has playoff implications as it's two versus three. Pretty much winner is guaranteed in and loser is probably guaranteed out. They play at 11 a.m. on Fox, followed by number 10, Oregon at number 22, Oregon State. Remember, Oregon just came off that hard game versus Utah, so we'll see if they're ready to bounce back and play at Corvallis. They will play at 2.30 p.m. on ABC. 
and USC, who did not have an impressive win on their resume until this past week, looks to add another with number 13 Notre Dame coming to number five USC. They play at 6.30 p.m. on ABC. USC has to win this to stay in the playoff discussions. So as I have noted before, these rankings are from the AP poll as the college football playoff does not come out until Tuesday night. You can, however, view a full list of the top 25 games every week with updated rankings. I update them on Wednesdays. You can catch that on the blog under top 25 games that will have every week laid out in an Excel for you print that off and come ready to go for Thanksgiving to be super impressive to the men in your family. Obviously, it would not be Thanksgiving without some NFL football. So tonight, we start with the 49ers at the Cardinals for Monday Night Football. That will be tonight at 7.15 on ESPN. Thursday, we have three games in nice windows so you can watch football all day. Starting with the Bills at the Lions at 11.30 a.m. on CBS. That's the game that'll be on pretty much as soon as you're done watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Then you go to the Giants at the Cowboys at 3.30 p.m. on Fox. They always play, and man, those two teams hate each other. Then you can end the day with the Patriots at the Vikings at 7.20 on NBC. Then we go back to normal regular scheduled programming on Sunday with seven games at noon on Fox and CBS. The Fox games are the Buccaneers at the Browns, the Bears at the Jets, the Falcons at the Commanders, and the Broncos at the Panthers. The CBS games are the Bengals at the Titans, the Texans at the Dolphins, and the Ravens at the Jags. At 3.05 p.m. on CBS, you can either catch the Chargers at the Cardinals or the Raiders at the Seahawks. Then at 3.25 on Fox, you can either catch the Rams at the Chiefs or the Saints at the 49ers. Ending Sunday Night Football with all that turkey all weekend, you can catch the Packers at the Eagles at 7.20 on NBC. Next Monday will be the Steelers at the Colts for Monday Night Football at 7.15 on ESPN. Like I said earlier, there is no PGA Tour tournament to watch. There's only four televised games for hockey, and they are on Wednesday and Friday. No Olympic sports this week that I could find on TV, but we have plenty of soccer to talk about. So every day, and I'm not going to go over the games except for Team USA, every day games start at 4 a.m., then 7 a.m., then 10 a.m., and then 1 p.m. PM. The first two games are usually on Fox Sports 1, so that's the 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. games. Then usually the 10 a.m. and the 1 p.m. are on Fox, regularly, regular Fox, nothing too crazy there. You can catch replays on Fox Sports 2 all day. So that being said, today we obviously had the United States versus Wales. That was at 1 p.m. We do not play again until Friday. Wales will play Iran at 4 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. Qatar will play Senegal at 7 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. Then the Netherlands will play Ecuador at 10 a.m. on Fox. And England versus the United States at 1 p.m. on Fox. Fox. For our group play, we will always be at 1 p.m. Then we don't play again until Tuesday when we play Iran also at 1 p.m. That is November 29th. So I will obviously hit on that again next week. I do have all the World Cup games and their times and their channel on the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. So for more game details, go check out the blog. I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving. I am sure thankful for y'all listening. And I'll catch y'all next week.